Oh, yeah, dig it. Hi, hello, and welcome to the Big 3 0, episode 30 of the Macho Movie Man podcast. We are, we are starting to get a speck of, the teeniest speck of grey in our hair, you know, <laughs> because this podcast is very stressed, I think. If you're, if you're going grey at 30, um, probably from all my jokes. Um, I've never been more strained in my life. <laughs> uh, we continue our Harry Potter run through. We're getting there. We are. De- we are getting there. I. This is a like our Harry this Potter is, psychotic episode. This to is be honest. episode. <laughs> this is episode. This is film number six. So we are officially three quarters of the way done. Yeah, big cheers. One what? more book. <laughs> two more films. Oh God, that's gonna be, jeez. Oh, it's gonna I, be uh, sad. It's gonna be. Sad. It is. It is. And then next week we're talking about part one. It's gonna be a lot of walking. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of walking. <laughs> Which has more walking? This or the Lord of the? Well, not this one. The next one or the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I mean, this is just one film worth of Lord of the Rings walking. So maybe this. Yeah. Hmm. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get down to it. Let's get down to it because uh, we're kind of hoping not to go two and a half hours <laughs> yeah. again. Okay. Uh, because this film is longer than last week. Yeah, a lot more to cover. <laughs> this is, I think this is like the third or fourth longest one. Yeah. Think, especially when it was released, it was one of the longer ones. Um, But yeah, so it's again directed by David Yates. He's... Uh, He'll will be we're 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 still stuck with him to this day for, Wizarding World films. Yeah. Uh, he's um, he's he's tied his boat. He's tied his uh mast to this. He's tied his, donkey. I don't know what the phrase is. He's fucking. Uh, I don't. We'll say he's tied something. <laughs> he's, he's tied himself to this boat. Fisher, what do you make of David Yates? I've said it before. He's the. Le- I feel like he's. His vision is kind of the most sort of there. And I I mean that in kind of a case of like, I feel like his is the one where it's like, I can't pinpoint his style from watching these movies. Like the, oh, like the fifth one, you can kind of see, oh, political. So that kind of ties in with his other work. This is just very much, he got, he got chosen, he got chosen to come back because, well, one or two people turned down but also the last film was the one he did and that made a lot of money. Well, yeah, I suppose yeah. in one aspect, but we, we, we'll discuss it in yeah. a bit. Yes. Yeah, because I a... really like this film. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oh, like this is a good film and I'm not saying he's a bad filmmaker. I'm just saying when you look at the other four people, uh, Columbus... See, I'm going to debate with you on, the, on this one. When you, the three others. Columbus... Uh, Quran and Newell, I just think his style is the one that it kind of, you know, it's the most sort of fits in with it to the point where it's like, his his vision is the most um, plain to an extent, just in terms of, and I don't mean that in a bad way. In terms way. of saturation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, let's get into uh, the cast again. We've uh we have all the regulars: your Radcliffe, Watson, Grint, Gambon, uh, Felton, who's uh Draco. He's he's on the cast list this time. He's a 
he's a prominent feature once again. He's a big player. He's been down the tail end the last couple episodes. Um, it's been a while since I've watched this. This is one of the ones where I tend to only watch it when you're going through the rewatch, just because those are the ones where it's like, oh, I want to watch Deathly Hollows Part Two. I don't think I I I wouldn't need to watch any of the other ones, you know. Or yeah. Chamber. This is one of the ones where it's like. Well, you don't think you could you could watch this by itself? I mean, I can watch this by by itself, but it's most of the times I usually end up only seeing it when it's like, oh, I'm with someone who's want to watch all of them, you know. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this this one, I I I could just watch because it has so much going on, you know. It does have a lot going on. It does, and again, I'm not saying I couldn't watch it. It's just. In in the past, this has been one of the ones that's more, it's part of the marathon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but it's been a while, so it's like I had thought that Ray Fiennes was in this. Technically, he is. Te- technically, <laughs> but you know, not compared to how he's for a single frame, but <laughs> one frame, and that's it. And so I put him down on the list here, and then obviously, Alan Rickman, Maggie Smith, um. All the all the usuals, and then um, uh, we and then Bonnie Wright gets a uh, gets on the cast list finally. Yes, because yeah, my yeah, God, <laughs> she she is she is technically meant to be playing Ginny in this. Yeah, yeah, she she's been there, you know. She's she's yes. been in the background. She has more been more than the... fucking um, Draco, like. <laughs> oh, and then a couple of. Well, only really one big addition, and that's Jim Broadbent. Well, no. Fucking well, Helen McCrory. Yeah, that, yeah that's but, a big addition. Yeah, as well, but she's I'd like say. she's in for one scene, and Jim Broadbent, the the plot fucking revolves around him to a large extent. I suppose, but I mean, yeah. I, I'm just there like a, kind of got to give some respect to Narcissa. Jim, right? Jim Broadbent <laughs> of Hot Fuzz fame. Of of course, yes, and and only fools and horses as well. <laughs> and um, there was I. I'm pretty sure he's played Santa at one point in his career. I mean, he's got the face for it. I think he played it in Get Santa, which is that one where Santa gets sent to prison. What in the sweet Jesus? What? Yeah, um, he was the main villain in the Around the World in Eighty Days remake. Oh, I can't! I cannot. I love the fact that like he has won an Oscar. But that's not the fucking shit that we're listing here. It's, oh, this movie that came out in, however, in the 2000s. Or that one weird-ass Christmas movie that you'll watch, uh, that they'll show on RTE at 9 in the morning on December 23rd. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's always with, with these, like, really good actors. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll get into um, pre-production. Um, Yates... While he eventually did come back, there were other names considered. Uh, a couple smaller name directors. I think at this point they kind of knew. Okay, we don't need to go. We don't need to splash out on a big name director. The brat, the property is what's going to sell people. We don't need a Chris Columbus anymore. So we don't need to be like, oh, this, oh, this will be good because it's a Harry Potter film. Not oh, this will be good because yes, it's a Harry Potter film. But look, it's from the guy who made Home Alone and Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, um, Anan Tucker and Michael Hoffman were both, uh, uh, approached. I had to look up what they had done before. <laughs> kind of smaller, smaller dramas. 
Okay. You know? And um, Terry Gilliam was also approached, but um, despite the fact that he was Rowling's um, she hill shall not be named's original <laughs> choice. Jake, that we I will, think you we can get over edit, the fear now. We you will edit that. We will edit it. that. No, no, we will edit that in post. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, the, he was the author's original choice, but um, at that po- at this point in time, they felt too much time had passed because I don't think you could get you, Terry Gilliam could make this movie six movies into an eight movie franchise. Yeah. If yeah, you no, need, it's a bit late. yeah. If you wanted to, if you wanted to get a slice of Gilliam, you do it in an earlier film. Mm. This is, and I don't think he'd fit with this. No, it's. I can't imagine te- angsty teen romance mixed with the guy who made Brazil. Yeah, no, I, my God, Brazil is batshit. Jesus Christ, I... no. <laughs> Um. We'll get into uh. We'll get into some scat about um the release date because this is. This oh, I saw this. <laughs> uh, basically, folks, um, this was originally meant to come out on the twenty first November two thousand eight. Stop looking at IMDb. What do you say? No, I I know this. This like uh, I saw this. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, it was scheduled to come out in November two thousand eight, but they moved it to July fifteenth two thousand nine. There was an official reason given for this, but an unofficial reason that everyone at the studio kind of knew and some people in the trade kind of see coming from a mile off. The official reasoning was put down to the fact that in 2007, early 2008, there was a writer's strike Mm. in Hollywood. So a lot of the script writers were going on strike. And that's why summer of 2009, by this film and one or two others is complete dog shit because (laughs) so many of the big budget blockbusters were filming without scripts because there was no one fucking writing the scripts because they were all on the picket line that's how you end up with movies like uh quantum of solace that's how you end up with films like x-men origins wolverine terminator salvation the second transformers movie Okay, yeah, I get your point here. <laughs> yeah, two thousand and two. So, the, so basically, anything that was filming in sort of two thousand and eight, so especially kind of blockbustery, where you'd need a good amount of time to do CGI and whatnot for the following summer, all of that would have been compromised to a point by the by the scriptwriters' strike. Uh, so that's why they claim to push it back because it gave more time for that situation to settle down so that you know by the time this would have started filming the writer strike would have potentially be over at that point i don't know when exactly it ended but they said give it give this writer strike time so you know the script doesn't turn out to be shit because yeah uh the unofficial reason though was because july 2008 that release date in 08 was when the dark knight came out and that movie made so much money so much money and then warner brothers like oh shit this date me this date this this release slot was really good for us well what are we doing for next year oh wait we don't really have anything big on the summer on the summer calendar next year oh fuck (laughs) we wanted we they wanted to consolidate this release date for another year and they were like oh fuck what do we have um potter's coming out in november um, 
Let's push that. No, no, it's not. <laughs> so they pushed it to July of two thousand nine, so that they can make, so that they can consolidate the summer box office, and the movie they put in the place of uh, uh, this in November two thousand eight, the first Twilight movie. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well then. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was a there was a fan group there for it. Like you know, there was a. Oh a yeah, and... no, like it this it still had a fan group. I remember my sister. <laughs> I don't, I can't remember if it was like seriously into it or she just read the book. But like we used to joke about it. I did but, see um, though that um, Warner Brothers did receive death threats. Yes, over they this. did. <laughs> di- Warner Brothers got death threats over the release date. <laughs> changing the release date you know this is the dark mirror version of uh the australian situation we talked about last week yeah okay oh, where that was that was very nice and very pure this is this is really mean and dark hearted <laughs> this is the bad side of hollywood no? <laughs> i'm gonna kill you because you made me wait what sitting seven eight months for a movie oh stop where i already have the book Imagine them waiting as long as we did for Spider-Man <laughs> No Way Home. Oh like, my <laughs> god, these these people would not have survived 2020. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. But um yeah, so that that was one thing. Um Yates decided we to change the DOP. He originally actually uh went for Wally Fister, who mm. is Nolan's uh regular cinematographer. I could uh, see, yeah, I could. He turned that. it down because the Dark Knight Rises was about to go into filming. To be fair, that's fair enough. You know, <laughs> they ended up getting Bruno Del Del Bonnell, Yes, I, and he's... this turned out to be the film's only Oscar nomination. Yeah, this got best cinematography nominated at the Oscars. That is mental. To be fair, though, it is a beautiful film. It is a gorgeous looking film, but it's always super weird to think like that's one of like that's one of the big awards like visual effects and all that is a big award but like you kind of expect these films to go into that you know if you're in best Mm. cinematography you're up against like the genuine awards movies you know like the oscar base and the stuff that the studios are like actively like oh we're gonna you know harvey weinstein talking in creeping in a an academy voters ear Oh, for my thing. And at this point I'll as buy well, you a dinner. like, fantasy or superhero shit would not be very popular in this category. No, no. It's like, absolutely. Um, but did you see what um, the cinematographer based the whole film's... Um, uh, a Rembrandt painting. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was like kind of the, the light of the darkness. Kind of. Absolutely. And again, it looks gorgeous. It's mm. one of the best look... It is. It, I think it is the best looking film yeah. Outside of uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, like, you can see very similar, I suppose, colour palettes, but uh, yeah. Azkaban is, like, is something else, you know? Mm. Uh, Bob Hoskins was considered for the role of Slughorn. Bob Hoskins. He was Eddie Valiant in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, shit, and okay. And Mario, <laughs> and the live-action Mario from Super Mario Brothers, the movie. <laughs> He's the discount Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. Am I wrong? God rest his soul. Uh, sorry. <laughs> you don't like Danny DeVito? No, no, he's English, <laughs> Danny DeVito, yeah, but... He's English? Bob Hoskins, yeah. Jesus, he, he, he could fool me with who friend Robert Jarabba. Oh, he's really cockney and all, you know? 
I mean, he was, he, I think he was, I think he was like a cockney. He was just very good at accents, you know? Jesus, okay. It, it's when, it's when actors try and do the cockney accent yeah. that they fuck <laughs> up, you know? That's when you enter the Dick Van Dyke territory. Yeah. But, um... To be fair, like, uh, Slughorn, I mean, it, you know, probably, like, you, you, it's, it's iconic now. Absolutely. <laughs> um... Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, he does consider this his worst performance because he so was this... not in a great spot at this point in time. He was yeah. dr- he was he was heavily drinking, and in certain scenes, he does say, "Yeah, I was slashed for that." What's worse is that a lot of people say this is like the 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 like the best they've seen his acting in a yeah, while. Yeah, <laughs> and he hates it because it it just kind of brings back dark memories. Yeah, I, I knowing that now, I was kind of watching it thinking. I wonder what scenes he's drunk for. That's not just liquid luck, is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, it is one. Oh, so he is so he is so hammered for that scene. Yeah, just the, the, the pins is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on something. Oh, I know. Um, uh, Maggie Smith completed filming while undergoing a radiotherapy treatment for her cancer at the time. Yeah, absolutely. thankfully, Jesus. Thankfully, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was a uh, snafu. That was a snafu in the production department. There, folks. <laughs> Flying pen heads. <laughs> um, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Jake's pen. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, and thankfully she recovered, and she is still with us. Yeah. God, God bless us all. I, how old is she now? Oh, she's, I'd say, the eighties. Eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, she does look a bit older. Just but, um, to be fair, she's been through a lot. <laughs> and from old to young. Young Voldemort in this movie, played yeah. by H- Hero Finds Tiffin. Yeah. Cool Ray, Ra- Ray finds actual nephew. She sees so many people who are like, nepotism! <laughs> <laughs> Nephutism! <laughs> oh god, no! It begins. Oh. Um, yeah, no, but they were outraged because they were like, "Well, you're just you're, you're using your nephew because he's your nephew." And but like, like, no, he's, he's legit. He's really good, and also he looks like Voldemort a yeah. little bit. Like the, that. That's would you not get a relative yeah. for that? Like? <laughs> he totally has that creepy child. You know, he's a little bit fucking Damien looking. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh, Naomi Watts was rumoured for the role of Narcissa, but they gave it to Helen McCrory out of, uh, sort of, sorry about it. <laughs> sorry about the whole Beltrix thing. I, I, I saw this today, and it kind of fucked with my brain. So, Bellatrix and Narcissa are sisters. Yeah. And her, Bellatrix calls her Sissy as a nickname. Now she's saying it for Narcissa, or sister. Sorry, that was a bit of a high thought. But oh. like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe both. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't deal with this much. Oh. Oh, um, the attack on the Burrows was added for the film. So that mm. wasn't in the books. They thought, let's... Uh, why don't just be like, oh, the Death Eaters are after people. Why don't we actually show the Death Eaters doing shit in this movie? Yeah, and they definitely did shit. <laughs> mm. Um... What else? Um, filming began on the fourth of September two thousand seven and wrapped on the seventeenth of May two thousand eight. Uh, while they did fear they would potentially have to leave the UK, they managed to find the right locations 
For the most part, this film features the only shot in the entire series. All the movies that was not filmed in the UK. The external shots of the cave, when they're looking at it from out on the rock. Is that the only thing? The Cliffs of Moher. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> the Cliffs of Moher, that's the only... Ireland is the only non-UK place that uh, Harry Potter was filmed at in some way. She's going to look back and be like, yeah, that, that's, yeah. I, 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 I literally have a picture from about two months ago of it. <laughs> so I just go... <laughs> oh... oh. That's that, amazing. I, I, that. I was marking out uh, listening to that, like, oh, get the fuck in. <laughs> we did something. Uh, yes, we have Star Wars and Harry Potter now. To be fair, yeah. Like, and we, Braveheart. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll yes. take Braveheart. <laughs> yes. What else? Is there anything else? I can't say something. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Oh, oh Wild Mountain. Oh, no, no, not <laughs> Wild, Wild Mountain Time. <laughs> The guard, uh, I'll go with that. The guard, uh, yes, they 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 filmed in a uh, shake dog. <laughs> <laughs> was, was it that's that's the that's the shake dog down by the down in Well Park. Oh, oh, yes, I I forgot they were in the shake dog. I thought yeah. they were only in the G Hotel. Sorry, my bad. No. I know on fucking Shop Street. Oh, it's gas. Oh. I love watching oh. that. Yeah. <laughs> what, Sergeant? What you gonna do? Give us a minute. You thinking? No. Fucking milkshake headache again. <laughs> oh, the amount of shakes we've had. No. Oh, not once did I see Brendan Gleeson. No, no, we knew, we 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 saw a professor who who sounded a bit like Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Uh, due to the schedule and the story, uh, a lot of the actors began later than others. Um, obviously. Gambon, Broadbent, and Radcliffe were straight in in September 07. So yeah. pretty much the first part of the film, I can imagine, is what they started with on the schedule. And then gradually, Rupert Grint uh, started in November. Watson didn't start till December. Jesus. Yeah. Rickman didn't start till January. <laughs> and uh, Helena Bonham Carter didn't start till February. So did, for the most part, did they do like chronological then? Or because I can't tell. I think it was just maybe let's get a lot of the Harry and Gambon stuff out of the way. Yeah, because early, I suppose, yeah. Especially the kind of on location stuff where they have to again fucking clips of Moher. <laughs> That's the first thing they did. They're just standing um, on a rock, like in the... <laughs> filming. Filming returned to Gloucester Cathedral for the first time since Chamber of Secrets. Yep. <laughs> Someone played some P Diddy. Coming home. <laughs> oh, uh, Dumbledore's Ring of Fire took some poor sap eight months to to do, uh, to work on visually. Oh, that poor bastard! Jesus oh. Christ! It, uh, I mean, fair play. Absolutely, fair absolutely. Uh, Warner would have spent an estimated one hundred and fifty-five million on marketing and distribution alone for this film, because <laughs> at this point it is their biggest fucking hitter. Because you know. What else do they have? Well, they had DC. Well, they had DC, but they were, were. I mean, outside of this and DC, this was their heavy hitter for the two thousands. Because mm. DC, they were get they were getting right and they were also getting wrong at the same time. It's like, hey, we're working on the Dark Knight. We're also working on Superman Returns and the Green Lantern movie. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh God! 
But um, poor Ryan Reynolds. God. Uh, speaking <laughs> of the Dark Knight, fifteen. There was a fifteen-second teaser for this film in front of the Dark Knight. Synergy. <laughs> I love going back and looking at all these how people used to get trailers. Because nowadays we just go on YouTube or we go on Twitter and it's fucking there. The first full, the free, the full, the first full length trailer was released on AOL Movie Phones website. <laughs> that might as well be Latin, <laughs> to uh. <laughs> Because, like, what the fuck was a movie phone website? Uh, I imagine like... it was... I imagine it was YouTube before YouTube really took off. Because this was 2008. AOL, I, I swear that... Yeah, I've, I've heard of it. I'm... Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm it, not making it, this up as I it's go. The di- it's the dial-up yoke, you know, where uh, you dial up and it goes... That was amazing. <laughs> I think I broke myself. I think I think we're all a bit broken today. Um, but that that was my girlfriend the... listens to this when she falls asleep. <laughs> She's gonna be waking up in the terror. I just she think her fucking earphones are broken or something. <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, various clips and sneak peeks were shown on US TV in the lead up to the release, like the Ellen Show. I think they got a clip of Ron under the love potion. Okay. Uh, the clip with Dumbledore meeting young Voldemort in the orphanage that was played at the MTV Movie Awards. And that would really reel in the crowd. Yes. That was a weird sentence. Sorry. <laughs> A bit well, well. Yeah, really, I can, we did a. <laughs> I can understand using that. Like they did a, they did, they were smart with what they chose to go on different shows. Like the Ellen crowd would not be as kind of into. Here's, here's Michael Gambon trying to look young. Yeah. And um, here's a creepy omen looking kid. I like to burn things. <laughs> Having an orphanage. Are you a doctor? I can make bad things happen. To people who are mean to me. <laughs> and Lights um, a fucking cabinet on fire. And you know, my uh, someday when you have a kid and he accidentally sets fire to the living room rug, <laughs> go easy on him. Damn it, Lorraine! I'm not going easy this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, and then also various clips were shown. Over the course of a two-day Harry Potter marathon on ABC Family. Oh, okay. Yeah, which they still do that shit on American TV. Like, they have big movie marathons. Whenever I kind of see streams for stuff on uh, American TV, there's always, like, oh, Star Wars week, and they just show a bunch of different, like, oh, showing on this day, and then this day, and then that day. Oh, you'd still get that with Film 4, though, like, and stuff like Yeah, that. yeah, I'm just like, yeah, RTE don't do that shit until Christmas, and even oh, then, yeah. it's like, oh, we'll show one Indiana Jones movie a day. <laughs> God. No. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think there's been a de- dedicated one besides Film 4 for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because TCM movies kind of just shows whatever the fuck they want. Mm. Usually what what they've already shown about 20 times before. Yeah. 
Uh, advanced <coughs> ticket sales surpassed even that of the highest grossing domestic film of that year, which I won't spoil. Um, <laughs> and on movietickets.com, it's still in the all-time 25 bestsellers list. Damn. Uh, and now I feel quite... Uh, but now, if th- now this is a real um actual uh tonal shift here, folks. Um, because we've been joking about dial up internet for the last five minutes and, uh, movie marathons and stuff. Um, uh, Robert Knox, who played Belby, you know the lad who's, they're at Slughorns and he's wolfing down the dessert and uh, talking very much like, oh. The only the only portion my old man wants is a stiff one at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, like the guy who's yeah, very yeah. fucking com- common as muck is yeah, the term. Yeah. Um, the actor who played him uh, was stabbed to death a couple days after filming ended on... Filming ended. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to say it, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I saw so, that. Yeah, the film's dedicated to him... Um, this wasn't a case of like, oh, the kid who played Crab just got involved in the London riots. This was um someone was attacking his younger brother, he was defending his younger brother and got stabbed to death in the process. Yeah, Jesus. Very, tragic. very, very sad. Cause that kid that kid was good, like his one scene, you know, he's very memorable in that one scene. Fuck me, imagine that, like Jesus. I Christ. know. I think God he was he might have been what, nineteen, I think? It wasn't like he was. He was younger than us, way younger than us. Oh God! Yeah, um, uh, fucking tragedy like that. I know. Trying to like help, uh, stop his he's, like help his brother. Like, I okay. know. Yeah, he's one one of the only three cast members in all the series to die before its conclusion. The others being um Richard Harris, yeah, obviously, okay. and um the guy who voiced Creature. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, but um, anyway, into the step by step. And on that bombshell, <laughs> yes. And on that bombshell, it's time to begin. Oh God. Uh, we open with a flashback to Order of the Phoenix. Very, uh, and also we do need to point out the score in this movie is amazing. Oh yeah. At various points, so one one moment in particular we'll get into later on, but um. This is where kind of the um as well. The Warner Brothers logo starts to fucking really rust up. And oh it's like, yeah, things have gotten dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's still fucking better than the shit one they have now. Have you seen the new oh, one? Yeah. Oh, the stop. new one looks awful. The new one looks like what the logo should would look like if like there was a kid that if Warner Brothers had their own version of like the Disney Channel. Yeah, no, it's this bad. It's like really it. bad. I miss the fucking classic, you know, blue and orange, not this weird. Blue dog, yeah, blue no. dog collar. Fucking scoob ruined it all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God damn you, scoob. Was that I, even Warner Brothers? It wasn't, was it? I th- it, I think it, it must have been because Warner Brothers still own the rights. Okay, so th- was it just partnered with Illumination? Pictures yeah, in? I think so. Yeah, okay. yeah, but like, oh, and it's outdated Simon Cowell reference and cameo. Oh. Yeah, Jesus, they, they didn't know the audience. No, no. Anyways, we're going to this fuck. Anyway, yes, yes. Uh, then we cut to an attack on the Muggle world, the bridge in London. Yeah, so it really doesn't give any time for people to be like, oh, Sirius is dead, this is sad. No, we're going straight into the next film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, 
And like that scene in particular, get for a long time, gave me weird anxiety around a certain bridge in Dublin yeah. city centre. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go on that bridge. It might twist like magic and fall. Oh, like, that's terrifying. Weird yeah. anxiety. That's why I don't like bridges where there's not a fucking structure to it. It's just wires. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking wires. Yeah. Oh god, oh. scared for life. One of like one of like two bridges in Dublin that gives me fucking anxiety walking across. Oh, stop! The, the other ones that fucking one down by the by the O two. Remind me which one is this now? It's the it's the first bridge just after the arena. It's like the one where all the big massive trucks go, and it's like there's a the fucking pavement is very narrow. Okay. Narrow pavement, big trucks, river. <laughs> Jake's fucking, like, which wave do I go? <laughs> fucking port right there. Do I get hit by a boat or a truck? Which is better? <laughs> oh. But anyway, anyway, so um, uh, we then cut to Harry in a tube station where he is. He's he's with a lady. <laughs> Eleven, I get off. <laughs> Eleven, I get... Him, him fucking get a mint in his mouth, like... Oh, and fuck it, man. Out of all the cock blocks to come in. <laughs> Dumbledore, in a scene where I swear to God, the Russo brothers knocked this, ripped this off for uh, Infinity War. Captain oh, America, yeah. the train coming fast, you know. Who did it first? I, I, I know that is absolutely um, pretty much it. Their Harry Potter um marathon yeah, video yeah. that ruined this bit for me because then they were just like joking in with like the avengers score and then you know every <laughs> every time every time i see dumbledore standing there i just hear them doing their chadwick boson impression just like get this wizard a wand <laughs> yeah. oh but it's so perfect isn't it it is it is so fucking end game and then there's a fucking perfume ad right behind him that he's just looking at a fucking of course it says divine magic on it as well like this is very interesting, but we'll uh, we'll come back to this. <laughs> he <laughs> Pretty saw. Much. And then, yeah, so he cock-blocks Harry, uh, evaporates him to a house in the suburbs. Uh, Did you say evaporate? <laughs> evaporate. Is apparate? yes. You just lost half your, your, your subscribers there. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, where... Throne, you don't know what you're saying now. <laughs> Where they set, where they say, uh, where they find Slughorn hiding as a couch in some rundown house. What gave it away? <laughs> the dragon's blood. Make a very convincing armchair, Horace. <laughs> yeah, that 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 that's a good like um. Yeah. That that uh, what you call it? Realizing after the film, his you know, his fascination with collecting shit. That that's a very good little. Yeah, um, I yeah. um. And I do love the whole sort of, like, the people who own this house are in the Canary Islands. <laughs> I love the idea of just, like, people in the wizarding world, like, talking shit about what muggles call places. Just, like, Canary Islands? What next? Falcon Town? I swear, Slughorn does this the most. He's like a snob the halfway through it he, with Hermione and he, everything. He, like. he is <laughs> such a fucking snob horn. God. Actually, oh. um... Uh, he... Then we start talking, then he starts, because uh, Dumbledore just randomly decides, can I use the loo? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I can, I, I can imagine why it takes, why they spend so long talking with one another, because like, Dumbledore's robes, how the fuck do you manage that? 
Oh, so I feel like there must be a spell. It's like oh, Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> just Wingardium Leviosa and just like one of those uh, onesies where there's the fucking four buttons on the back and you <laughs> pop down and it's just a flap. <laughs> he voids his bowels with a spell. Fucking... Now, now, you're starting, <laughs> now, you're, now you're starting to sound like she shall not be named. <laughs> I make this up as I go. Oh. But, um, give me attention. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, Slughorn tells Harry about all his past students. Like, he has a he has a shelf that he carries with him everywhere that he goes, even though he's running from Death Eaters, where yeah. it just shows all the famous people he now, he used to teach, and now all the connections he has. So it's like, oh, if I have an opinion, I can write into the newspaper, and they'll always take my L. <laughs> Oh, I get free tickets to the Quidditch matches because I, te- I taught the captain of the team. And I love that. I love that. It's just like a teacher who like is very proud of the benefits. Yeah. You know? Like he's a likable snob. Like, it's, yeah. It's weird. I don't know like, how to He's the first it. teacher where it's like he's nice, but we also know that like he's not totally like just, you know, like yeah. Snape, like McGonagall just feels like kind, like, you know, you know, if she got invited to something from a former student, she would go, but she wouldn't make a big deal about it. This is very much kind of nice but boastful. Yes, yeah. You know, very weird old, combination. Yeah, very old, very sort of old boys type thing. You know, like oh, very old school kind mm. of thing, like elite type deal. Yes, yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, and so, uh. Basically, Dumbledore tries to talk him into coming back to teach at Hogwarts. At first, he says no, but then the the allure of having Harry as part of his collection uh, is too much, so he decides, I'm going to come back, but I want a big office this time. Oh, fuck, when he says, like, oh, we'd love to have a full set. <laughs> <laughs> My that's, God. That's, very, that's a very strange thing to see here coming out of someone talking about a people. <laughs> but, um... So yeah, and then uh, Dumbledore just tells Harry, let Slughorn collect you this year, and then sends him off to the burrows. Yeah. Where it's a nice little bit where they're just like, is Harry in the house? I'd know if Harry was in the house. And he's just like, Harry's in the house, folks. I do love uh, Harry and Dumbledore's dynamic in this movie, because at one point he's just like, uh, uh, I, I'm sure you're asking, you're wondering why I brought you here, Harry. Actually, sir, after all these years, I just go with it. Yeah, I love it. No, because oh. like this is the fir- like I suppose this is the first film since like say Richard Harris that like Dumbledore is kind of not not ignoring Harry because he 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 like he knows that okay yeah that this isn't going to help him now. I'm just going to be straight with him and yeah. gonna, you know. Well, in all the other ones, well, in the last one, he was doing it for Harry's benefit. Yeah, then, that's what I mean. Like, And then the fourth one, he was more uh, concerned about whether Harry put his name in the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> put your name in the Goblet. <laughs> uh, uh, but, um, yeah, and then obviously we find out that um, things with the Burrows haven't been so great. Mrs. Weasley is worried about sending Ron and Ginny back to Hogwarts. Even Hermione's parents know something's up and they're muggles. Yeah. Um, but they uh, take their mind off. Oh, and then uh, obviously we then cut to Snape's house, which is really, it's really weird seeing where a guy like Snape would live. Yeah. 
it's I the kind of place you don't you don't actually want to see. No, I, I, I I wouldn't. It it looked like somewhere where if you turn around the corner, there was a massive football stadium. Mm. Like it's very much um you know it's very much kind of like the houses near Crow Park. Oh yeah, like it's fully yeah. It's very it's 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 far too like amongst the common folk <laughs> than you'd expect for uh, and. Then then, then 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 uh, Timothy Spall gets a paycheck for uh, mm-hmm. just turning up on screen for two seconds. <laughs> Fuck off, Wormtail. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, no, like um, yeah, I I I get what you're saying about that. Um, but I don't know why it kind of broke it for me. I was like, I feel like we shouldn't know where Snape lives. <laughs> I feel I feel like it would be overkill though if Snape lived in like some abandoned sort of big gothic house oh yeah no but like uh, if he lived in something that looked like the house from goblet of fire (laughs) i would have just been happy if he lived in hogwarts to be honest like i would have been fine with that i'd be like he he just lives there like (laughs) it's like it's like what you used to think about your old teachers they hang from the ceiling like a bat (laughs) that is snape (laughs) i can fucking picture that as well but um so uh obviously narcissa malfoy and bellatrix uh show up and Narcissa's worried because Draco has been chosen by the Dark Lord for a mission. So uh, Snape offers his uh, aid to Draco and makes an unbreakable vow. Yeah. You can't break an unbreakable breakable vow. What happens? Well, you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um... No, like, it's it's a good scene because, like, at this point, you don't know who's, uh, whose side Snape is on. Yeah, because you're just kind of like, oh, he... So he used to be a Death Eater, but now he's a double agent. But there's like, oh, so is he still undercover or... Yeah. And just throughout the whole film, like, it keeps going, like, keeps you guessing, like, well, what the fuck is... Who is he with? <laughs> mm. But, um... Uh, so on a trip to Fred and George's new joke shop, which looks amazing. Yeah. It really, like, obviously it really stands out from, you know... Every, everywhere else on Diacon Alley, which is just like recession hit shit show. Yeah, um, the place got raided as well, like, you know, mm. so it's like, yeah, friend George are doing good. <laughs> they say people need a good laugh these days. Did you know you can see, um... Umbridge. Fuck I was about bastard. to say, I was about to say there's an Umbridge trigger warning in this scene. I will have order. That's amazing, but like, I, that's so clever. I, I, like you can actually see Fred and George doing that as well. Like. I know, I know, and it's just like, oh, how much is Ron's trying to sneak a bargain? Where it's just like, how much is this? Five galleons. I'm your brother. Five galleons. When I'm your brother, ten galleons. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, but um, and then we find out, yeah, Ginny's with Dean, uh, and oh, and we <laughs> and we kind of know, okay, there's going to be an emphasis on teen romance here because literally they're talking about love potions. Yeah. Which sound which sound terrifying to be honest. Oh yeah, that, no, it truly is. I would like that that, that fucking freaky. <laughs> there is something very dark-sided about the pro- possibility of just like some young one like putting giving you that. I mean, it would be flattering, but at the same time you'd be like what what has happened? <laughs> would that be would jeez would that would that be like the equivalent of like spiking someone's drink? It really is, isn't it? In a yeah, Jesus. Because you're forcing them to do something they don't want to. Yeah, but then, but even worse, because then it's very much like, you know, 
you know, they'll be like, oh, well, they they wanted it because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they at that point, believe they want it even though, you know, you know they don't. Yeah, it's like, like fucking with their mind as well as yeah. kind of just, you know, get, getting them out of it. But, um, yeah, that's hard. That, that is one of the scariest things in this series and I don't think they treat it as seriously as I think it would be in real life. That's more scary than Liquid Death, come on. Yeah, no, Liquid Death can fuck off compared to that. You can avoid Liquid Death. Yeah, just don't go near Liquid Death. But, um... Yeah, and so, uh, and then while they're, while they're out in the alley, um, they see Draco and Mummy going into Borgen and Burks. They try to sneak a peek, but, um, uh, and they see that they're around, that some form of initiation is happening. Yeah. So Harry is a su- thinks, oh, Draco's a Death Eater now, because... This bastard! <laughs> Dr- Death, he thinks Draco's a Death Eater, but everyone else thinks, Draco a Death Eater? Fuck off. Yeah, like, Which I think that is maybe one of the only benefits of him being sidelined for two movies and made to look really stupid. Because when it comes time for him to actually uh, become serious again, enough people kind of think, oh, he's just a tosser. Yeah, like no, no one really thinks, oh, he's, he's not going to do that. Like he doesn't have the balls and all this. Yeah, he's just a prick. Yeah. So in that case, that is, uh, that is an interesting... Uh, way to get around the sl- slight mismanagement of the character. But, um, yeah, and so basically Harry goes to get a closer look. Uh, so he sn- uses the invisibility cloak to sneak into uh, Slytherin's uh, train carriage. Mm. And then we get the, Malfoy's not racist, look, he has a black friend scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, well, like it's very much like oh, the Slytherins are racist against Muggleborns. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta set a line here, okay? They don't. It do, it's not skin color. It's blood. <laughs> blood is thicker than skin. But um, Malfoy cops it and um, uh, freezes Harry in Alice. Yeah, in the Neville spell, as I call it. I'm sorry, Neville. And then we get the return of Potter. Yeah. We get Beautiful. Some, we get some good Potter in this. And a fucking broken nose for... Oh, God, he fucking spa- stamps him in the face. How brutal is that, though? That is... Ma- that's fucked. Like, but, um, oh, my... Because it's just the fact that Harry doesn't move. <laughs> I'm like, mm. ow. <laughs> you just hear it. Yeah. The crunch. Oh, God. But, um... But... Thankfully, um, Loon is at hand to um, fix everything. Up. Wake him up so that he doesn't end up going back to London. Yeah. That would have been so awkward. <laughs> Just like there's a oh, there's a fucking student left on here. <laughs> He's not moving. Is he alive? Is that the guy from the papers? <laughs> but um, yeah, and so uh, Harry and Luna travel back into the castle together, and we see the security's ramped up and. At the at the feast, Dumbledore says as much. There's extra security. Dark forces are constantly trying to penetrate this castle. Yeah, wouldn't it, it was astute. Tom Riddle was a student here, so you know y'all can turn into Voldemort, but please don't. <laughs> don't do it. And obviously, they find out. Oh, Slughorn is teaching potions, and so the new defense against the dark arts teacher dun, dun, dun. is Snape, because for fuck's sake, finally. 
Also, I didn't realize that it's actually a thing in in the books that um, the defense against the dark arts position is actually cursed. Yeah, it's been cursed for a while. I I I don't know why it, you might have said this before, but I I never realized. <laughs> I also love the fact that it's like this is the first film where defense against the dark arts means fuck all to the story. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the one time Snape teaches it. Of course, like, yeah. I think after the after last year, they were just kind of like. Okay, we really can't not give it to Severus. The last one literally took over the school. Yeah. Also, this is the first I fucking knew him coming, come you know, in clutch. The the fucking newt. This is the, the, the first time it's actually... Newt. They're talking about, uh, they're talking about all the exam, post-exam stuff. It was like, I thought I was supposed to get good results on my L's. It was just like, your L's turned into a fireworks show. <laughs> Did they retake them? They, I mean, they they had most of it. I do. Like, was it? Ju- did they just do? Did they just do that during like the least important exam, just at the very end, just at the Irish exam at the end? <laughs> the Irish exam. The C the the CSV. What what would be the the, uh, the premonition ma- exam? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> the premonition exam. The lecturer just coming out. Fucking knew this was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but um yeah no and then we get one of my favorite scenes basically harry and ron are just standing around laughing at all the younger students not knowing their way acting like proper senior students yeah. it's uh, every every school in, in every country has this but it's fucking amazing the, that they just the older student the older students just here basically all like the six years get taught making fun of the first years for being tiny and <laughs> Look at how short they are. Oh, <laughs> look, they think they're schmad. <laughs> but, um, and then basically McGonagall's just like, you know, I thought you, uh, you got to take potions this year. Okay, miss, and my favourite line, I know, God bless her, she was dealing with a lot when this was filmed, but Maggie Smith delivers this perfectly. She's like, take Weasley with you, he looks far too happy over there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, Maggie Smith is just a gem. Yes, in this movie especially, like she only has like two or three lines, but like she fucking nails them. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So they they go to potions and um, there's oh Harry doesn't have the textbook, so him and Ron go into the cupboard and there's one and there's one (laughs) new version and one old tattered version and they fight over the new version and Ron wins. I think it's mostly because one says advanced, the other says beginners. <laughs> and um, of course, Harry got the the advance because Ron is like twice the size. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> to be fair. Also, also Ron's probably twice as stupid. So <laughs> stupid strength. <laughs> um, so but um, he finds that uh, in the used textbook, there's a bunch of writing and stuff, and someone, someone did this. Cur- someone really liked potions who had this. So yes. uh, and it's property of a half blood prince. Who could that be? Oh, credits. Oh, they said the name of the time. <laughs> they said that name of the film. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so using that, he, Harry excels at a challenge that Slughorn has, has given the chat class. Create a, create the perfect bre- brew of liquid death and you'll get a prize. Uh, and Harry just does it perfectly and then we cut to Hermione, who's a full on hocus pocus hair. Focus, focus. There's pizza on your focus. Sorry, uh, yeah. There's pizza on your focus. 
It's 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 divine. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, she's kind of getting annoyed because Harry's not going by the the textbook. Yeah, um, Harry's breaking the rules. But oh my god, fucking Corbuck! Oh lord, <laughs> oh. that poor bastard! <laughs> Almost blowing himself up. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm amazed that wasn't James Finnegan. <laughs> oh shit! That's what I meant. Sorry. That was Seamus. Why did I say Cormac? Fuck. Cormac comes back in later, and I'd rather I'd rather watch a I'd rather blow up with Seamus than deal with Cormac. To be fair. Yeah. Sorry. It was Seamus. My bad. Cormac's a me too waiting to happen. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um. We'll talk about that later, but um. um yeah, so Harry wins and is given the vial of liquid luck. One drop of that would kill you stone dead. <laughs> sure, one drop of that would kill you stone. What the fuck was that? <laughs> to tell you at all. Why, why did my Jim Broadbent look of, sound a bit like a sloshed Graham Norton? Cheers! <laughs> <laughs> he is a very small bladder, about the size of a Terry's chopped orange. <laughs> Oh, God. Yes, he gets Felix Felicia. Liquid luck. Use it well. Uh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. (laughs) Dumbledore. She sells seashells by the the sea, Dumbledore. (laughs) You struggle to say it as you're... Who doesn't fucking struggle to say that? <laughs> and on the first show where I actually managed to say pre-production and not post-production. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was waiting for you to say it, to be oh. honest. But, um, anyway, but yeah, so uh, Dumbledore shows Harry a memory of uh, him and uh, young Voldemort meeting for the first time. And you can clearly see, and you can cl- clearly see them setting up in advance uh, how rocky the... Uh, uh, Fantastic Beast films would look because that's meant to be Jude Law about ten, ten years or ten years or so after the uh, fil- after the film after the Fantastic Beast. Fantastic Beast films let end up. So basically, Jude Law goes from looking like Jude Law to that in about ten, twelve years. I mean, ten years as a professor in Hogwarts does not sound fun. But I remember this is this is this is a pre Harry time. So like this is where things are normal. Normal-ish, you know. Normal-ish, you know. This is Grindelwald's about. <laughs> before Hagrid gets kicked out. Yeah, poor Hagrid. <laughs> oh. But, um, Hagrid was a bad session back in the day, you know. He was, he <laughs> was. Does it? He was a party animal. That's why he fit in so well with the spiders <laughs> and the hounds and the dragons. And the fucking buck beaks. <laughs> Him just rocking up to the Gryffindor common room. Hey, I brought a friend. A fucking centaur walks in. <laughs> Let's get fucking tanked. <laughs> the, the Aragog is a great drinker because he has he has like seven legs and one leg holding him up, yeah. <laughs> and drink with the next few. <laughs> oh, he's always got a bite in his hand. If he slips, then he's officially legless. Um, uh, legless shit. I'm not saying. <laughs> okay, we we gotta stop before. Okay. Um, for <laughs> um, yeah, so um. And yeah, so I do love how we're joking about like one of the darkest film scenes in this film. Ah, just lighthearted moments. Yeah, but basically, so basically, Voldemort, Dumbledore's the one who meets Voldemort and tells him about Hogwarts, and he doesn't know at the time. Am I talking to the most dangerous dark wizard who ever lived? I didn't know at the time. <laughs> he did seem a bit odd. Like he's given off vibes very early on, you know. 
I like to set fire to the, the leprechaun tells me to burn stuff. <laughs> burn the house down. Burn them all. Burn them all. I feel like, though, at this point, Dumbledore is just being like, I, I, I can help this child. But no, you can't. This he's is, ve- he's the last very Professor X in this scene, to be honest. Yeah, like, by the time he is Harry's age, he's already fucked, committed mass murder. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's fucked. But, um, yeah, so basically, uh, so yeah, and he basically, um, tells him, you gotta, you gotta get Slughorn's memory. Uh, we, Slughorn is the key to all of this, basically. But, um, Ron goes out for the Quidditch team against McLaggen. Yeah, he is. Who has a thing for Hermione. The posh boy. The posh fuck. Prick. Oh, such a massive prick. Oh, he's, he's like every cock in high... In I love... I, I, ch- I looked him up and literally all of his roles are, after this were some variation of the dickhead. He was one of the main... He was like the main male dickhead um, bagpacker in, in between us two. Oh, the douche canoe. <laughs> the douche canoe, yes. Yes, I, I remember... Good God. <laughs> Talking all that shit about uh, gap year students and then on the final reel of, and then in the end credits it's just them turning into the fucking gap year students <laughs> they're taking the piss out of. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, so Ron goes out for Quidditch uh, and Hermione uses the Confundus charm to uh, get Ron on the team. You know? Because yeah. she's got a crush on Ron. Yeah, this film she becomes quite thirstier than she's been able to hide it well over the last couple of films. But I don't know what changed between now and then. Fucking hormones, they're teenagers. <laughs> oh. This, so, uh, but yeah, so he makes the team. Uh, and, you know, he's, you know, Hermione thinks Cormac is vile, which we all do. And uh, she then starts to ask Harry, who owned that book before you? And he's just kind of like, Oh no, the binding's fragile. Uh, mm, who's obsessed. the half blood prince? So they go, they go to the three broomsticks. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that the students are allowed into the pub. Yeah, that. Like, what's the What's the alcohol content in butter beer like? Fucking strong. Hermione felt it too. That. <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, and basically at the three broomsticks, um, we see Ron is not okay with Ginny dating Dean. Snogging my sister. Uh, I I feel offended in so many ways. How dare he? <laughs> yeah, you're a nice boy. Uh, 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 oh, no, I, I understand, Rod. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, he's a nicer... Oh, wait, no, you're a Weasley. You really shouldn't be doing oh, it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, then uh, Slughorn comes in. Him and Harry talk. Um... He Slughorn invites Harry and Hermione to a to a dinner party he's having, and we get the fa- one of my favorite jokes. He can't pronounce Ron's last name right. <laughs> Hello, Weaselby. Good to see you, Wallenby. Yeah, I love it. Oh. And so we see that Harry and Hermione are now officially in the Slug Club. Yeah, what as, a weird name. As they get called, as it's called, um. As they're leaving the pub, they witness Katie Bell, Katie Bell getting cursed by a parcel that we later find out is uh, 
is uh, meant for Dumbledore, mm. and we get Hagrid's one moment in the film. Oh, yeah. Oh, as you know, he gets uh, one of Hagrid's few moments in the film. This is the least hagrid film so far. Very underutilised in this film, but it's he, okay. Yeah. He, he gets a moment or two. But, um... Yeah, so he just says, you know, only touch the wrappings. Mm. Uh, and then we get, again, another McGonagall storm of a line. Why is it when anything <laughs> around happens around here, it's always you three? Yeah, that spawned so many memes, oh my god. Well, I'm just like, Miss, believe me, I've been asking myself that for six years. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. This at is... some point, at someone in the staff would have had to actually think that. Why is it always these three fuckers? Yeah. It's almost like one of them is cursed. <laughs> just like, you'd want, would you not? Try and split them up. Like, put them in a different house. <laughs> they just find a way out. <laughs> oh. But, um... And, yeah, so, uh... Basically, they realise, oh, yes, this was cursed. You know, she's lucky to be alive. And Harry immediately just says, Draco did it. It's like, that's a serious accusation. He's like, I know. I mean, technically he wasn't wrong. He was not wrong, no. Uh, that night, him and Ron have a very awkward discussion about what Dean, Macy mm. and Ginny... It's like, she's got nice, nice skin. skin. You think? Hermione's got nice skin. <laughs> hadn't really thought about that. You think he's dating my sister because of her skin? I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just saying that could be a contributing factor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so at, at Slughorn's dinner, um, obviously, Belby, R.O.P. Yeah. And, um, basic, and, um, <laughs> poor Hermione, she... Taz actually has a funny story about her parents, but everyone's just a fucking snob. Yeah. Like, you know, they're and dentists. It's, it's such a dangerous profession. <laughs> no, but one lad did bite my father and he had to get 15 stitches. <laughs> fucking poor Hermione. Jesus Christ. Like. Fuck's sake. That is, act- that is actually dangerous, though. How hard do you have to bite the dentist? Did, didn't... Isn't there a thing that, like, it has one of the highest suicide rates as well? Dentists? Yeah. As a, Fuck. as a job Jesus I mean you know I'm a dentist and also my daughter wiped herself from all of our memories <laughs> Fuck. oh sweet Jesus yeah <laughs> oh but um yeah Ginny arrives late just in time for dessert tears in her eyes we get a really awkward moment where Harry stands up for no reason <laughs> it's like it felt like the right thing to do yeah. I don't know yeah. sits uh, back down awkwardly uh, later on, Harry asks Slughorn about Voldemort, but he claims to not remember anything, and that they weren't close. Lies, you fool! <laughs> Why must you turn my dinner party into a house of lies? <laughs> um, Ron, oh, I love this bit so much. Ron is te- Ron is bricking himself about the match. Mm. Um, he walks in, and I love the sort of how the camera focuses on him and. Everything else around him is just kind of like a blur. He sits down and his toast is just caught into the frame of fucking arrows and a bullseye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. He's a fucking target. Just like, he, yeah, wa- he, wa- he wants to drop out. He wants to uh, get off the team. McClagging can have his spot. Um, you know, Hermione's just uh, trying to egg him on. Be like, you can come to Slughorn's Christmas party with me. Uh, and Rock... 
and we think Harry puts the liquid look in Ron's drink, as uh, Luna points out. Is that when you put that thing in his drink, Harry? And she's just there with a massive Gryffindor <laughs> lion on her head. The fucking... The, the costumes of this are just amazing. Like. Do you think, Annie, if the Ravenclaws would have been a little bit annoyed? Yeah, like... Although, it actually it depends. If they're playing Slytherin, does that make it okay? Because Ravenclaw would want Slytherin to lose as well. Yeah, I feel like there's kind of like, you know... there, there There's that, oh, if we're not... Um, you know, anyone cheering but, for this one. Anyone but Slytherin, basically. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> although, it, although, although, with the way Gryffindor is, half the time you'd think it'd be anyone but Gryffindor. Yeah. But Gryffindor never actually win the Quidditch House Quidditch Cup until this year and in the books. Oh, so they're, they're shit, is what you're trying to say now. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think it's always kind of like, oh, it's like, England's golden generation. They have so many great players, but it just doesn't happen for them. Yeah, but like, how many times have we seen that? Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, but in fairness, no, no, no one in this team is banging the other person's wife. <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> Outda- outda- outdated jo- John Terry joke. I got she shall not be named. We'll hear this and put that in. <laughs> it's a long shot, but you know it'll G- happen. Well, Ginny. So Ginny cheated on Harry with. Wayne Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> a new character um, has come in. <laughs> oh, oh. But yes, we think but, Harry is so, given... There's, there's no correlation between buying bigs and... Uh... <laughs> oh, stop. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So, um... Yeah, and so uh, Ron thinks he has a liquid look on his side, so he smashes it in Gryffindor win. Uh, and then at the after party... Uh, Lavender wears the face off him. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus, she is... She goes... She is simp. She is an absolute simp in this movie. My one one. <laughs> she... Oh, my God. Like that. Her, she behaves in a way that, like, you know... If you said that to, like, a proper inner-city Dublin young one... You, the amount of expletives this podcast would need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're bleeding one one. Get the oh. fuck out of here. It's your fucking face. <laughs> your face. Stay a you. <laughs> Stay a Your face. Shut you. <laughs> Shut your face. We're missing a few syllables here. <laughs> uh, that's Dublin for you. Um, missing a few syllables. <laughs> And, um, yeah, and so obviously this really upsets Hermione, who's into Ron. Uh, she goes out to, like, a staircase and cries with some, uh, charmed birds. Um, Harry consoles her, and basically Ron comes out and gets chased away by birds. You're mental. <laughs> You're mental, yo. Gotta say, this might be Rupert Grin's greatest comedic performance oh yeah in all of these because again in the next couple of films he gets darker he does like i i don't i don't think it's appreciated enough just the obliviousness of, of this is ron. peak this is peak comedy ron and then in the next film it's peak serious ron yeah fucking dark and it's, desolate it's the dark-sided version of dickhead ron from goblet of fire yeah yeah He's um, actually got like bags around his eyes, and it's like all he's being sunken in. He face. he he's being evil Frodoed. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, so um, this leaves Harry and Hermione in a situation. They need dates for Slughorn's Christmas party, but they don't have anyone to go with. Uh, Harry suggests, why don't we go together? And despite the fact that Hermione is the brightest witch of her age, she doesn't seem to think maybe Harry can. <laughs> Which always questions me. But uh, just like, why didn't I think of that? And I was just like, oh, I already have a date. I don't want to say... But, and then they're just kind of like, we need to find you a date. And it was like, don't go near that Ramilda Vane one. She's mad trouble. <laughs> yeah. She's built, she's making a love potion for you because she thinks you're the chosen one. But I am the chosen one. <laughs> Smack <laughs> across the face. Smack some, hit him in the head with a book. Very <laughs> Snape-like. Deserved it. <laughs> Sorry, I am not the chosen one. <laughs> but, um, don't worry, I'll go with someone. I'll go with someone I like. Someone cool. Cuts to Luna. <laughs> That is the coolest person in this whole franchise. That is, she is so fucking cool. She, the the damage she could do on Tumblr, I swear to God. <laughs> oh my God, what a sentence. Oh, but. That's a quote right there. Put that on a t-shirt. The damage I could do on Tumblr. <laughs> and the, the damage I could do on Tumblr and then it's just a photo of like, an image of her on the train with the magic fucking <laughs> coloured glasses. Oh, stop. Oh, holding Quibbler in one hand. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> lost the run of it. Yeah, we always do, we always do. But, um, yeah, so, and yeah, and she's dressed in what can only be described as this, um, fancy microwave popcorn American style minus the pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get behind that. Um, one of those weird space suits. And 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 the high tops, because yeah, uh, cause, fucking the yes. the, the, the two thousands fashion, you know. The the Chuck Taylors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, yeah. So they go and uh, they find Hermione hiding from Cormac. More like he has more arms than an octopus. And just like <laughs> oh, that. This is where I'm saying. This is where the me too waiting to happen comes in because he he is. Apparently, he's disguised as being very gropy. Yeah, that's um. Hermione has ter- Hermione has a really bad look with men who are like that. Victor Crumb was seventeen when she was fourteen, and now she's sixteen. And then this lad just won't get leave his fucking hands they're off. They're trying her. to catch a case, like I swear. I they 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 they're like the people from the newspaper. <laughs> I was trying to say they're like the people who are who are do who are doing the countdown for her eighteenth. Like oh god. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's like they're 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 um extensions of the gross public. Ah yes, isn't just wonderful. Yes, <laughs> don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, and so uh, trying to hide um, Cormac eats some uh, dragon balls and vomits up on Snape's shoes, so he gets detention. <laughs> yeah, thankfully that 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 would do it. Anyone to vomit on, you know. Uh, but um, Snape just informs Harry Dumbledore is travelling. He'll be back after the holidays. Um, and he doesn't tell him where because, like, it's, du- <laughs> it's Dumbledore. <laughs> where is he travelling to? Ireland. I don't know why, but he's... <laughs> he's going to find his roots. <laughs> I knew there was Irish in there. I will have you know, Wolfric is an Irish name. <laughs> Brian is an Irish name. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay, okay. Composed. 
Come. Al 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 Alvis is actually a offshoot of the O'Flannery family. <laughs> but, um, anyway, but yeah, so uh, but uh, Draco, who's been practicing with the va- vanishing cabinet all throughout this film, uh, he's still not having much luck with it. Um, oh. and then he gets caught gatekeeping. Uh, so um, Snape tells him, "I'll I'll get get I'll get him out of here." And Harry overhears um more talk of Snape and Draco being in cahoots on a mission, so he's getting very suspicious now. Yeah, uh, from all that Harry knows, it's they're they're acting sussy. Yeah, and he's jumping the gun to. Uh, on their way home to the Burrows for Christmas, first off, we get Lavender being a weirdo again. Yeah, well, yeah, she's. Great she does the, yeah, she does the fog glass up yoke, but um I just love Harry with the armrest going up and down like triax natural. <laughs> this is so awkward. Oh. oh my lips are all chapped, I'll take her word for it. <laughs> but um Yeah, and then we find out oh Hermione and Ron are still not on the best of terms. That's why she that's why she's going home by herself for Christmas this year. Although I do always imagine it was just like, how did our parents feel about last year? Just like, I'm staying with this, uh, I'm staying with this, um, underground militia <laughs> for Christmas, mom and dad. Oh, uh, but, um, I- uh, uh, do, do you think she just tricks them the whole time? Like, she fucking, <laughs> I, I don't want to know what happens there, but like, she could probably get away with anything. She pays. She pays a. Uh, she pays a, a first year to do Polyjuice potion up. Oh. <laughs> Don't turn into a cat this time, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um. I always love that bit where it's just at, in the second one where it's just kind of like, there. Well, Harry's just like, oh my god, Hermione, and Ron's just kind of there like, do I like this? <laughs> <laughs> but um, confusion. Anyway, so at the Burrows for Christmas, um, Harry can't convince Lupin. Uh, that uh, Draco is a Death Eater and that Snape is helping him. And we get always get this weird shot where Mr. Weasley is just sat in the chair with the pill with a pillow in the with the in the most unflattering position. Yeah. He's just sat there with the pillow right in his lap. Oh yeah. Like is he trying to hold an is he trying to hide an erection? <laughs> I mean Harry that is, Potter. <laughs> that is what it looks like. Just like Oh Molly, <laughs> I mean oh, come. Never say that again. I mean come on. How many fucking children did they make? Oh. Fucking breeding like rabbits, them too. Oh, oh Molly. <laughs> oh stop, Jake. That's giving me nightmares. I'm still awake. I don't know how. Oh. Put that on a t-shirt. Oh Molly, oh. it's just just Mister Weasley there with the fucking uh, erection pillow. Oh. God, stop. Oh, but, um... Yeah, so, and obviously Lupin's like, you know, people are disappearing, things are getting bad, we can't trust... We, if we can't trust each other, then we're doomed. Um... But then Mr. Weasley does tell him about vanishing cabinets. Yeah. Which were apparently all the range when Voldemort came to power. They're tricky, so that's that explains why it's taken Draco a long time to get the hang of it. Mm. But, um... Yeah, and then we get some beautiful, awkward comedy... Uh, uh, Ginny goes to sit down next to Harry. Yo, Mr. Weasley leaves because he knows what's up. <laughs> he, he, even her dad is like, 
Alright, I'm out. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with this. I would have died last year if it wasn't for this kid. <laughs> Do what you want, Terry Jesus. <laughs> he bought he bought my son he he start he he financed my son's start of business. <laughs> you can pork my daughter, come oh. on. <laughs> I didn't want to say it like that, but that yes. Yeah. You you've saved you've probably saved all of my children at some point. <laughs> Even that prick. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that prick for fuck's sake. Oh boy. But um yeah, so uh so Mr. Weasley leaves because you know, he has the he has the good heart not to cock block. Uh then in comes Ron just after, you know, uh Ginny's putting a little pie in uh, Harry's mouth. Yeah, weird, but um yeah. Min mince pie. Mince pie just sat right in between them, oblivious. <laughs> Do you think he was actually oblivious now, Jake? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, as a friend of ours would say. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, and then, uh... They, they get closer, and, you know, they almost make out, and then Death Eaters turn up. It's always the way, isn't it? Yeah. It's just when you're about to score, a Death Eater shows up. I know. Um... Pie kill serious Black. <laughs> yeah. So Bellatrix turned up. We get uh, we get a nice chase scene through some weeds. <laughs> no, not the kind you're thinking, kids. I love how for some how they've literally just changed the entire environment around the burrows. Like in the first time we see it, there's fields around it with fucking gnomes in it, and now it's like fucking wetlands. Yeah. Decide what you want to be. Yeah, but um. Yeah, no, so, and this eventually ends up with just the house being blown through on fire. Yeah, the whole thing burnt Yeah, the whole down. thing burnt down. The poor Weasleys are homeless. Another year at Hogwarts. We yeah. can, uh, we can live in Fred and George's joke shop. They're trying to sleep every night. I will have order! <laughs> Fuck me, that's terrifying. Oh, stop. Um, the soul of Umbridge is in there, look. Oh, I know. Uh, Dumbledore shows Harry, um, Harry the tampered memory of uh, Slughorn, where we know Voldemort asked him about a piece of dark magic. We don't know what it is, but um, we later find out that uh, we don't know what it is because that bit's blocked out sound-wise. Mm. But we know, okay, he told Voldemort something that he shouldn't have, and he's guilty about it now. Yeah. Um, like that's the I feel like that's the driving force of this whole film. Yeah, guilt. Yeah, but um, yeah, no. So um, Harry tries to push him on it, but he only angers Slughorn, who sort of sends him away. Um, he goes back to the common. He goes back to the bedrooms, and uh, Ron's just sat there, you know, scorched on some fucking chocolate. <laughs> oh yeah. But it's Romilda Vane's love potion. It was meant for someone else, but you know, Ron just had to get hungry. It just, I just liked it. I just, I told her I only have one, and she was like, Ramilda, Ramilda. <laughs> this is, like I said, this film is the peak of Rupert Grint's comedic <laughs> talent, and um, this whole segment where, like, they bring him to Slughorn, and he's <laughs> wide eyed and, like, bloody simping. powerful love potion of that. <laughs> And it's just like, you know, he goes to sit down on the fucking couch. He gets up and he sits on the top of the couch and just falls back. <laughs> and it's all in the one shot. It's really good. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, 
fair play to fucking Rupert Grint in this scene, like, just going for it. I know. But obviously they're able to fix him up and um, they have a drink to celebrate because, you know, here's this professor giving 17-year-olds alcohol. Technically there were 16 in this. Oh, 16, yeah. All I'm saying. 16, my sweet 16. Uh, here's some mead from Professor Slughorn. And um, Ron's not having the best of luck here. No, no, he's having a, he's having a bad night altogether. He gets uh, poisoned by this and Harry steps in to save him with a bizarre. Yeah. Yes, which sounds very fun to say. A bizarre. Bizarre. You just That's all nose there, Jake. All nose. Very, very cork. <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> it's a bizarre, boy. <laughs> you langer. Oh, Jesus. Jake, uh, Keep on track. Um, but yeah, so Harry's able to save Ron from dying of poisoning in the hospital wing. Dumbledore, Snape, uh, Slughorn are there. Um, uh, Slughorn says the drink was actually intended for you. I bought it as a present, but someone spiked it. And um, and then Lavender turns up. Where's my one one? And then her and Hermione have a fight. <laughs> He's been poisoned, you dimbo. <laughs> you daft dimbo. She was like, what are you doing here? You haven't talked to him for weeks. I've always found him interesting. <laughs> it's like, who finds Ron interesting? It's just, I love how posh the argument is, though. Like oh. it's, you'd expect nothing less. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't expect um, uh, Hermione to get into a cat fight. I feel like Ginny would get into a cat fight. Well, Ginny's gonna stab a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Get away from my hatter, you bitch. <laughs> I'll get my ma after you. She killed me. She killed a fucking Death Eater. Oh. But, um. Yeah, no, so, uh. But then, uh, Ron starts calling Hermione's name in his sleep, which effectively ends Lavender's relationship with him. Dumbledore then. Oh, to be young and to feel love's keen sting. <laughs> I love how sassy Dumbledore is in these later films. Honestly, like, stop giving a fuck. I love that there's an entire scene devoted to him asking, you know, are you, Harry, are you a Hermione? I love the fact that it's just like, I ship you and Hermione. I just want some answers here. <laughs> Give the fans what they want. Just like, oh, I guess she's with Weasley. Oh, heavens. But um, but anyway, so uh, yeah. And then we get the next scene where I was just gonna like, how exactly did a break up with lavender? <laughs> and then it just cuts to lavender at the next table, and it's just like, <sighs> that is a stare that haunts me. The angry stare. That that's what that's what Mrs. Potato Head was giving Mr. Potato. And we gave him the angry eyes to put <laughs> in him before the trip to find Woody in Toy Story Two. <laughs> There's a roundabout way of saying it, but yes. But, um, yeah, so, um, (laughs) Harry talks with Katie upon her return, but she doesn't have any memory of what happened, so, uh, but he spots Draco seeing her and running away, so he automatically assumes, oh yeah, it was Draco. So they run after one another, and, um, 
Oh. A bit of a duel commences. A bit of a duel, a bit of an old duel in an old bathroom, because you know that that's how two that's how two people who have been hating each other for six years settle the score. We fight in a jacks, yeah. <laughs> like true Irishmen. Come on, do your yes. worst, you cunt. <laughs> I love I love a how that should be in the movie. That should have been a line, and also I would have loved if that had been Snape's line. Just <laughs> like. Do your worst, cunt. <laughs> he'd, he'd say it so, like, so elegantly. But, um... Uh, and it ends when uh, Harry uses a spell that he saw in the textbook. Sectum Semper. Which is essentially just slicing and dicing your, your fellow wizard. Yeah, you just... But do you know what it means in Latin, Jake? What? Cuts always. Oh... It do, he, it does look like he's been hit with he's been attacked by a slasher. Yeah, no, because like the you just see the blood start to fucking various see. cuts because he's in the bathroom <coughs> crying because he can't do this fucking mission because he's, he's not, not a, a Death Eater. eater yeah. No, he's a spoiled shithead kid who <laughs> came from a racist family. I don't know why I I was really go hoping you were going to go on a fucking um whiplash quote there I, like all that came into my mind was J.K. Simmons going you are a fatherless faggot <laughs> whose mommy left daddy <laughs> I mean that wouldn't that wouldn't account for that wouldn't account for um Draco because he does have a dad it's just his dad is now in jail <laughs> and his mommy didn't leave I know uh, but I, I, that, that, honestly that'd be a bit more associated with Harry <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Or, my ne- or Neville. Although Neville, that's really rude. That's so. That's even meaner with Neville. Yeah, you can't do that to Neville. No, you? but um, yeah. So um, guilty over his actions. Um, Harry agrees to hide the book in the room of requirement where he can't see it. Mm. Ginny helps him with this, and this is where they have their first kiss. And I don't mind this scene if it wasn't the fact for the fact that the books had a way better kiss scene. Because in the books, it's like, oh, they're celebrating after a Quidditch win. Quidditch win. Harry has been in detention, so he couldn't play. But Ginny wins the match for it for them. And um, Harry just runs up to her and just wears the face off of her. Lay one on her. <laughs> Lays one on her in front of 50 people, including Ron. I feel like that that's definitely a fucking Harry thing to do as well. Because he just he forgets people are there, doesn't he? Yeah. Like and also I don't know it just it always feels weird that we never got to see Ron's reaction to it all. Yeah, considering no, they been... set up the fact that Ron is being the protective brother type. Yeah, no, it like it it would have been nice to see what Ron, Ron reacted with, but like I do like the scene. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, it's nice. Think. It's nice, but um, yeah. In one last attempt to get to the truth, uh, with Slughorn, Harry drinks the liquid luck. And immediately you start to see the Radcliffe was probably drunk. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Hagrid's. What? <laughs> I've got a really good feeling. Like, I should be there. Like, it's know? the place to be tonight. <laughs> uh, he collects Slughorn along the way, who's nicking shit out of the, out of the greenhouses from Professor Sprout. Harry! Sir! <laughs> I, can't, I can't possibly let you go roaming around the, the grounds on your own. Well, by all means, sir, come along. <laughs> and they end up at Aragorn's Aragorn's funeral, Aragog's funeral. 
Yeah, quite sad. Oh, it's he very tried sad. to kill me about four years ago. <laughs> ah, he does that with a lot of people. You're a good, it's a good. It's a good thing Wallenby's not here. He'd be shooting himself. <laughs> oh, are, you, are you sure it's dead? Oh, just poking it to make sure it's dead. These are very rare creatures. Do you, do you mind if I take a, 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 a sample <laughs> for my collection? Of course. I don't mind. I mean, he's dead. <laughs> no. And uh, they're just kind of like terribly misunderstood creatures, spiders. I think it's the eyes that, that uh, scare people. Not and, to forget and, the pincers. And the pincers. And right, Daniel's just like... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This is once... This is like the first step. And then like... This is the first stage. And the final stage is... Uh, him soaking wet, holding the All Ireland at a random house party. Yeah, <laughs> 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 such a leap. I love how like we all grew up with him as Harry Potter, but for a good chunk of us, our first image where we think of Daniel Radcliffe now is that the All Ireland photo. Yeah, no, like for 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 any of you non Irish viewers, the All Ireland is a big sporting trophy. For GAA and um, one year Dublin won it. Uh, pick a year from the last decade. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, you can't see them. My head is growing so big right now. But um. Because you and your money, you're like fucking. Oh no! The Man don't. City of don't. GAA. <laughs> Excuse me. If we were the Man City of GAA, we would not have had a fucking thirteen. We wouldn't have had a fourteen year gap between like our last win. Actually, no, a 16-year gap between our last win in the 90s and our first win in the 2010s. That would be exactly what it is. Man City were dog shit before the money came in. But no, because we were we weren't dog shit for as long as Man City were dog shit. Nah, you stole it. No, 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 no. Anyways. Don't go enjoy your hurling. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> you piece of oh. shit. Better sport anyways, fuck off. But um, yeah, and so it's a big trophy, and one year Dublin won it, and there was a house party with where people, where someone had gotten their hands on the trophy, and um, Daniel Radcliffe just turned up out of the blue. Yeah, why not? You know, looking soaking wet, drunk, drinking, and uh, just holding the trophy aloft. Oh yeah, like fucking, my man is a wild yes. child. But um. Yeah, and so at Hagrid, uh, Harry is able to coax a uh, confession out of Slughorn because Slughorn started talking about a gift that Harry's mother gave him a fish that 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 grew from a lily and it disappeared the day Lily died, and Harry does some serious guilting where it's just like, if you don't tell me the, the secret of what you told Voldemort, then my mother died for nothing. It's like that is fucking a emo- That is some. Dear Evan Hansen level of emotional terrorism. Oh yeah, like Harry becomes a bad bitch in, in this moment, you know. He's it's like, that liquid look. It'll do things to you, I tell yeah. you. Cocaine, I mean, liquid look will do things to you. But, um, but yeah, so he's able to coax the memory out of Slughorn. <laughs> him and coke. Dyer's or Colombian? Uh, <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> Dumbledore... Dumbledore and Harry watched the memory and we find out that it's Horcruxes that uh, he was on about. So we see that basically 
Voldemort split his soul into a multiple multitude of different objects, uh, two of which have been found since, and the rest are out there that need to be destroyed to destroy Voldemort's soul, to kill him, basically. Um, one of those Horcruxes was the diary from Chamber of Secrets. The other one was a ring that Dumbledore found over the holidays and destroyed. Uh, but there's another one that Dumbledore has found and he needs Harry's help. Mm-hmm. But w- once again, I must ask too much of you, Harry. Okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And then I, oh, and then I love this scene where they're just kind of talking. I was just like, Harry, you need a shave. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, I forget how much you've grown. Every, I always just, sometimes you just still see the little boy under the cupboard. You gotta, you just hit him in the fields, why don't you? you? At that point, you just, at that point, I'd have just turned to him and was like, you're dying tonight, aren't you? <laughs> this is the end, isn't it? Yeah, like, you, he fucking set it up. If you had, if you didn't go in knowing what happened in the book, you could clearly see what was going to happen from that one line of dialogue, you know? Oh, yeah. But, um... Basically, he tells Harry to follow whatever order he gives him while they're on this mission. They travel to a cave where there is a lake in the cave and there's a little island. And on the island, there is there's a, a basin mm. of dark, dark liquid. And amazing production design. Yes, amazing production design and visual visuals as well. Mm. But um, basically, Dumbledore has to drink it. Harry has to force it down him half the time because it it's horrid and it's hurting Dumbledore, but he has to do it. Um, yeah, cause very it, te- very scary. Because it, it, it brings out all those like insecurities that you know you don't really usually see in adults that they don't want. Yeah, you know, a, vul- they, 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 a vulnerability. Like fucking, he was literally he was going kill me. I can't do this. And uh, it's like, damn, yeah. this is hard to watch. This is one of the scenes where I was like, I can't picture Richard Harris doing this. No, no, this this is a fucking Kill Michael Gamma. Kill me! <laughs> With Dumbledore voice on him. But, um... <laughs> yeah, but, um... Basically, they're able to drink it and defeat the zombie creatures that come after them. And they get back to Hogwarts with the... With the locket, basically. Mm. Uh... But it's too late as Draco was brought through all the Death Eaters via the Vanishing Cabinet. Yeah. He figured it out, the bastard. <laughs> and um, so Bellatrix, uh, Bellatrix is in, in the castle grounds. Um, basically, Dumbledore tells Harry, go get Snape um, and wait, wait under the steps for whatever happens. Draco turns up. Dumble tries to reason with Draco, you're not a killer, but Drake is like, I still have to do this, you know, he's gonna kill me otherwise. Um A lovely little scene that like would would go unnoticed as well, the the disarming. Yeah, you don't you don't know you barely notice it. Because yeah, because like that's a huge plot point. That's massive. <laughs> that's one of the most biggest moments in the series. Um, yeah, so like technically Draco, you know, was basically had the elder wand yeah, at yeah. his disposal, but everyone thought it was mm. Snape. And my God, what? Co- yeah. well, I'm going too far to this. Let's go. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but Drake ultimately can't do it. So, ep- uh, out steps Drake Snape, and you get the Severus please. And at the time, if you hadn't read the oh, final yeah. book, you would think this is the biggest fucking Judas betrayal. 
imaginable. Little do we know, Dumbledore is saying please for another reason. Mm. And so he gets Dumbledore gets Avada Kedavra yeeted out the astronomy off the astronomy tower. Um, slow mo fall. Uh. Every uh, the Death Eaters start celebrating. Bellatrix fucks up the grand Great Hall. Yeah, the fuck. <laughs> they blow up Hagrid's house for no reason. <laughs> what happened to Fang? Is Fang okay? Oh God, I hope so. I love that dog. But um, yeah, no, and um, Harry tries to confront Snape. You just like coward, fight back, and then we find out that um, Snape was the half blood prince. And now I know why he would get bullied. <laughs> he was a little emo boy who called himself the Half-Blood Prince. At that point, you're inviting the bullying. You dare to use my own spells against me. Like, I know everyone had a fucking nickname for themselves in secondary school at some point that they would write on their copies, but like... Come on, it's man. Still, it's still <laughs> fucking cringe. You know? Even if you were fucking talented. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure you liked going to teen discos when you were younger. That does not make them cringe <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But, um, yeah, so, uh, unfortunately, Dumbledore is dead. Uh, and this is where I really need to just gush about the fucking score. Dumbledore's mm. Farewell, that's what this, uh, track is named in the sound is called. Um, it's amazing. Oh, it's just yeah, fucking the like they killed it with the soundtracks. This is one of those. Things. This is one of those songs I would want played at my funeral. <laughs> I would want that going over the speakers in the church. Jeez. Make y'all fucking cry, even if you're just like, he had it coming. The state of that fucking <laughs> joke he made right at the end there. Come on. <laughs> Do you think Thomas will get? Do you think how many is think Thomas will get? Fucking suspended sentence. Do you see? <laughs> did you see what the jury? Did you see the reaction of the jury when they heard that pun? <laughs> I saw one of them roll their fucking eyes. <laughs> we oh. find the defendant innocent. <laughs> innocent on the grounds of that was shocking. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> Dublin <laughs> But um, yeah, and uh, honestly, this has to be one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. Basically, out of sheer defiance and sadness they all put their wands up in the air and they block out the dark mark in the sky yeah that that i was last when i watched this film again for the purposes of this episode i started to cry a little bit yeah it's it is emotional as fuck there is oh that makes it one of only two scenes in this fucking series that make me cry (laughs) And you know what the other one is. I do not need to say it. Go on, say it anyway. You I will, cry. We will, we will get. We will get. We will get to that bridge in two weeks. <laughs> we will get to that bridge in two weeks. And, oh. Um... But um, yeah. So anyway, basically, and then uh, to finish off the film, we have Harry, Ron, and Hermione on the astronomy tower. Herm- Harry's saying, I'm not coming back next year. We have to find these Horcruxes. And Hermione's like, well, we're with you. Well, you're not getting rid of us that easy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Ron will come round to you uh, riding his sister. <laughs> He'll be fine with it. He'll be fine, you know. I mean, he, he, I mean he, he, he's already called you a slick git for something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. But Another yeah. year at Hogwarts. 
the closest to a normal year at Hogwarts. <laughs> I love how that's Just, a normal year. Well, the well, obviously, like you know, uh, I, I, I love I love triangle, love potions. One of them getting on the Quidditch team. Uh, the the headmaster being murdered. Um, Draco almost being murdered. <laughs> Draco being semi Death Eater. Um, Death Eater taking over the school. Ron getting a stalker. Oh God. Oh. Hermione, Hermione getting harassed. Hermione almost killing Ron with birds. <laughs> oh, but again, no, no three-headed dogs, basilisks, dementors, dragons, well, uh, or evil Thatcher women. To be fair, though, they do sneak Fluffy's harp into the room of requirement. They do. It's in there. Very good. Very keen eye. Yes. Um, <laughs> I saw you try to click there. I can't click. Oh. It it doesn't click for me. Um, ah. <laughs> Post production. Okay, this film. Oh, and then obviously this ends with just like a really nice view of Hogwarts from the Astronomy Tower, which is actually a very nice little bit of writing. Uh, when Draco's on the train, he's like, "Oh, I think I'd chuck myself off the Astronomy Tower if I if I had to think about staying for another two years." So yeah, yeah. so they kind of set this up in one line earlier in the film. So someone's getting chucked off the astronomy tower, folks. Oh god. Um, but yeah, so this film was released on the fifteenth of July two thousand nine, because of reasons. Uh, it had a budget. <laughs> <The> silence. <laughs> it had a budget of two hundred and fifty million. Fucking hell. That is massive. Uh, again, one hundred and fifty five of that is just the fucking uh, advertising. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Opening weekend domestic US it made seventy seven point eight million, nice, nice, which nice. is uh kind of, which is on par for the series. Mm. Um, in the UK it made thirty two point three million, for, which came together for a international opening weekend gross of two hundred thirty six million. Mm. Overall gross domestic it made three hundred two point three million, in the UK it made eighty four point one million. For a for an international total which is uh six hundred and thirty two point one million. God damn. Uh overall that gives it a worldwide gross of nine hundred and thirty four point four million. Shy of that billion again. Which is I I I did the numbers on this because I looked I looked up the numbers for the next film and then I knew obviously the highest grossing one is the last film. Mm. And then obviously, Philosopher's Stone keeps fucking making more money because yeah. it's still in fucking cinemas. Oh yeah, it's playing tonight at the Omniplex cinema. Yeah, go watch. <laughs> yeah, because you know this this uh because this uh, this uh this podcast is not uh, yet sponsored by Warner Brothers, but it soon fucking will be once we cut out that shit about giving out about their new logo. <laughs> And just change it back. That's all we ask. Oh my god! Could you imagine that logo in front of these films? No, no, never. no, no, no. But um, uh, but yeah, it, oh, it's already gonna be weird seeing it in front of like DC shit. Yeah, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I did the numbers on this. This made, I would say, eight thousand less than. The last film because the last film was nine hundred and forty two million, 
this is 934 million. Mm. So it's very, just about shy of what Order of the Phoenix did. Still but, great, um, like, you know. Still great, yeah. This is this is the fifth highest grossing of the series. Mm. So it, it's made more money than Chamber, um, Azkaban, and Goblet. Yeah. 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 Which, you know, it's is not bad. Mm. Not bad at all. Uh, especially considering this is one of the lesser regarded ones, I think, time-wise. Time I mean, at the... At the time, it was well-received. It had an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 78% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, a 78 on Metacritic, an A- minus on CinemaScore. The lowest rating on a CinemaScore for any of these films, it's tied with Order of the Phoenix. They both got A-minuses. That's kind of... Everything else got A's, and I think one film got an A+. Plus. I mean, you, you can't is, complain with that, like, you know. Do you want to know what the A+, plus one was? Take a guess. Is it, is it, it's, it's probably going to be Chamber. It about. is Chamber. I fucking knew it. It's really weird because Chamber gets a bad rap as well. I don't, a lot of people, like, I think a lot of critics love love that film. Like, they see it as one yeah. of the more high-regarded ones. Uh, which, uh, Chamber? Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, it got three stars out of four from Roger Ebert. And Roger Ebert was, as the series got on, he was one of the people who was like, I kind of liked it when it was the Columbus films. Mm. But then again, that's kind of old-fashioned, kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just kind of, you know, as someone who wouldn't have known it. Um, It was nominated for Best Cinematography. It didn't win. Yeah. It lost out to, take a guess. What was that here? Avatar. Oh, fuck, Avatar. Right, sorry. Jesus Christ. It lasted one week at the US box office number one. The film it unseated... Was Sasha Baron Cohen's Bruno? <laughs> Do you want to know what what beat it the following week? Uh, you will not get this. Okay, uh, we, on, just, I, I'm not gonna, if I'm It was again. it was knocked off number one spot by Disney's G Force. Oh fucking that film! Oh my god! That, do you remember G Force? That's a movie that's that exists. Oh, they had a game for that. The guinea pigs. G-Force, the movie that, that taught young Jake that sometimes movies can be bad. <laughs> it was one of those first movies that reminded me. Yeah, films can be bad. I think it was that, Chicken Little. <laughs> uh, it uh, Thankfully, it did three weeks at the UK number one to make up for that injustice. Um, the DVD was released on the 7th of December 2009, just in time for the holidays. Mm. Um, the Blu-ray featured an an eleven minute feature on the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando. Oh yeah. Because at this point that was being constructed. Wasn't like, um, the three broomsticks like a major part of that. The the three broomsticks is an actual uh, pub you can go into. Yeah, in that's what I was thinking. The Hogsmeade area, so that's why it wasn't included in the film. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and so. And it has a sneak peek at Deathly Hallows Part 1. The regular DVD also features a sneak peek at the Orlando uh, Park. Probably not as long. And it has commentary tracks and close-ups with the cast in regards to, oh, this is what it's like and whatnot. Um, as you can see here, I also I have this. So, you know. Uh, there's another feature that I shall not mention about. <laughs> it, it involves a she who shall not be named. So that's not getting that's not getting some airtime. 
Um, uh, the, the, and it debuted with sales of 4,199,622 copies sold. Jesus Christ. It was the fastest selling film of 2009. And uh, to cap us off, uh, we shall talk about the 2009 box office. Okay, I'll try not to look. Okay, domestic, number one. At number one, we are right underneath the enemy scrotum. And in this case, the enemy scrotum is Michael Bay. It's Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, God, that was amazing. Keep going. <laughs> at number two, this film. <laughs> at number three, is the bird, is the plane. No, it's a house with a lot of balloons. <laughs> it's up. God, my, my fucking childhood trauma Does... is coming back. What's, what's that weird smell? Do you smell a toxic relationship or is it just me? No, it's Twilight New Moon. <laughs> At number five, um, I guess James Cameron wants us to recycle? It's Avatar. <laughs> At number six, what do tigers dream of when they take a little tiger snooze? Do they the dream, dream of mauling zebras? Or oh, the hangover at number six. <laughs> this is domestic. <laughs> at number seven, J.J. Abrams' audition tape for Star Wars. I mean, Star Trek. <laughs> at number eight, do you like monsters? Do you like aliens? How about monsters versus aliens? Oh, God, why are you reminding me of these films? <laughs> What dawned the dino? Uh, at a question, what dawned the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Ice Age dawn of the dinosaurs. You're killing me. You're really oh. killing me. And at number 10, it's Sandra Bullock in with the touchdown to end racism. <laughs> the blind side. The blind side. <laughs> oh, and let's get into global now. At number one, um, it's Pocahontas, but blue. It's Avatar. Why do you have another one for Avatar? I know, I'm really fucking struggling. I if that's the fucking problem, it's like, it's just trees. That's the only quote from Avatar that I know. That and like the main character's name is Jake Sully? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. That's you the only two fucking characters. Um at number two, once again it's this film. Yes. At number three is it um is it July nineteenth? Because the Ice Age still hasn't ended. No. It's Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Oh, Number three Calling all racially insensitive robots. It's Transformers two, Revenge of the Fallen, Mud Flapping Skids. Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh at at number five, the neutrinos are mutating. The Latinos are mutating. It's 2012. Oh my god. Oh. At number six. <laughs> at number six. It's Pixar again. They're traumatizing our children. It's up. Get him a balloon because he's going up. Oh. At, at number seven. At number seven. Stop shining that light in my face. It's not a light. It's a sparkly vampire. <laughs> it's new moon. For fuck's sake. Oh. At number eight. 
It really is elementary, my dear Curran. Fucking Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. The wait, wait, the first one? Robert Downey Jr., yeah, the first one. Oh, shit. Do you like angels? Do you like demons? Oh. Do you like... Do you like... Angels and demons. Tim Honks. <laughs> it's not even Tim Honks, is it? It's t- and at number uh, and at number uh, ten. Um, paging. Uh, where where is Doug? Where is Doug? He's I not had one at number. He's night. not at. He's not at number ten because there's the Hangover at number ten. It's really hard doing the second one. The first ones are the best. Because also the American box office is always really fucking weird. Uh, yeah, you know? it really is, Jesus. They'll put the blind side in there, you know. Although then again, Global puts Ice Age 3 at number 3. Ice Age made more money than Up. That's ridiculous. I suppose Ice Age was massive at this stage. I know. <laughs> weird monsters versus aliens love going on. Oh, fuck me. Oh, 2000, like 2009... What a year, you know? Weird year, you know? So weird. Uh, if we have a moment, we could give we could give a couple uh, 2009 shout-outs to uh, ones that just missed the list. Globally, Star Trek didn't make the list. Do you want to know what's slightly insulting? And I know Star Trek fans will be pissed off about this. Two films that went ahead of it. Number 12 globally. Night of the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. Not even. Oh, it's not even the first Night of the Museum. I went. Fuck I went sake. to that. I went to that movie. What while Man United were losing a Champions League final to Barcelona. Oh, oh God, that was. That was a... And and even more insulting to Star Trek. Alvin and the Chipmunks Two: The Squeakle. Oh fuck <laughs> me! Oh, oh my God. X-Men Origins Wolverine, 15. <laughs> Terminator Salvation. Jay, Fast and Furious 4. You know what? Um, you, you're making my ears bleed, so I, I'm gonna... Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Well, for fuck's sake. G.I. <laughs> Joe, The Rise of Cobra. <laughs> that one I'll accept. <laughs> my, Michael Jackson's This Is It. Oh, mother of God. Public Enemy? Does anyone remember Public Enemies with Johnny Depp? No. Um, Paul Blair's Mall Cop, which I liked as a kid. It's fucking tragic. I know. You like it when you're a kid, okay? Um, Hannah Montana, the movie, anyone? (laughs) Oh, uh, Coraline? Actually, no, Coraline, yes. Why is that so low? (laughs) Coraline, um, 46. 46, I, I don't even know. So it made less money than, um, Hannah Montana, the movie, and 17 again. That's a fucking disgrace. <laughs> but it did make more money than Race to Witch Mountain, with The Rock, um, oh, Planet 51. Good God, Jakey, you're actually making me, like, just... And Hotel for Dogs. Film 4's favourite, let's show this at 10am to keep the kids quiet on a Saturday movie. Oh my god, why did I pay to go see that film? Jesus Christ. Oh. God damn it. Anyway, so what we've learned today is 2009 was weird. And next week we're doing 2010. 
<laughs> this I'm is gonna search up. No, one. for the love of God, no! I love this bit. I love. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin your day. <laughs> Please don't. Okay, I won't. I'll forget anyway. Mm. But yes. Please don't even try and forget. Don't even like put yourself in the position to forget because this is this is my favorite bit. This is my way of torturing you. It really does work though. It is, and it's so much fun to just uh be like. When was that piece of shit? <laughs> what a load oh. of cack. <laughs> oh, new moon. More like new boom. <laughs> so Jake, I, I, I don't know why I started doing this. I was saying boo words. Boo But um, yeah, go on. I was going to be like, I get to do this now. You get to do it. Final thoughts on the film, Jake. Final <laughs> thoughts. Okay. Um, This one is lower down on my list. I still I still like it and I've and I've learned to appreciate new things about it, especially in this last rewatch. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of this is the plot that is dense, but there's not as much happening. You know, like yes. last fi- last film it was dense, but there was a lot of shit happening. You know, here this kind of just felt low low key. You know. Okay. Um, but I still like it. Like, there's not one that I don't. There's not one that I dislike, but this would be kind of, it would be between the, this could potentially be the last one on the list for me, if I was ranking it. We don't do that yet, Jake. We don't do that yet, but this would be closer, closer to the bottom, you know? Okay. I mean, I understand why you could really like this film, and I understand why people really like this film. I, and I, and I know all the good bits about it. This is just... If I was being the ones where I was like, okay, which one do I just prefer more? This yeah, would be yeah. lower down. Yeah, no, of course, I, I'd, I'd probably obviously have it higher. Yeah, like, this uh, this and the next film for me would kind of be hmm. in that territory. It depends on how I feel re-watching part one. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, this is a really good film. This is a... I love all the stuff with the teen romance. Yeah. You know, all the teen angsty shit. Um, oh, I like this This film looks beautiful. It's really good acting, even though Daniel Radcliffe is apparently slashed for the whole thing. But um, some of the best acting comes out. Mm. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> Apologies, Mr. Radcliffe. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, and just I just think this is a really enjoyable film. You know, this is, this is one of the more like this is like the last stand of lightheartedness in this series. Everything else is all serious. Ah, uh, yes. Serious and black. Oh, no, no, now you've done it. Now I'm going to mm. go jump off a bridge. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, your thoughts? Um, this is definitely up there for me. I enjoy this film every time I watch it, and it's because it's... When I first went to the cinema, this both had me in awe and terrified me at the same time. Mm. Oh, everything in that cave was shit scary. Yeah, like, it, it got me in the emotions. I was like, at, at my young age, I was feeling a fucking mixed emotions. I was like, how's this doing this to me? But also at the same time, like, as you said, the it's, it's beautifully shot. The cinematography is insanely good. And it, I feel like it's a spectacle. I get what you're saying about, like, there, you wouldn't think there's much going on. Mm-hmm. But... In all honesty, I do think this has a bit more going on than Order of the Phoenix. Oh, interesting. I, I'm not, yeah. We shall discuss that when we get to our rankings uh, yeah, episode yeah. later on. But um, 
Thank you for listening in. Thank you for joining us this week, Dean. Always a pleasure. Uh, and so until next time, uh, where we dive into the final chapter, the first half of the final chapter, uh, we shall see you then, folks. Thank you and goodbye. Bye.